Today on Power Tips Unscripted, we talk to Corbett Lunsford, testing specialist at the Building Performance Workshop. Did you know that physics and chemistry are having a massive effect inside every home? Well, Corbett is here to explain how performance testing can enable you to predict and prevent health, safety, and comfort issues, earn you more for your work, and prevent callbacks, claims, and lawsuits. We'll hear all about it in just a minute. 60% of the time, it works every time. What are you people? On dope? Hi, I'm Victoria Downing, and welcome to Power Tips Unscripted, where we talk about tips, tactics, and techniques to help you build a strong, profitable remodeling company. And I'm here with my co-host, Mark Harari. Howdy, howdy. Hey, this is going to be a good one. Do you know where we met um, Corbett? No idea. We met him at the Cutting Edge Expo that the Atlanta Nari oh, chapter cool. put on. Remember when all we Remodelers Advantage folks were down there speaking? Well, he was also speaking. I sat in his program, and it was awesome. So That's I cool. grabbed him right away before anybody else could get him. And God would be a guest in our podcast. That's great. I missed it. I must have been speaking, too. I think you were. <laughs> you were head-to-head That's a, that's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah, but it was good. So, you know, and this is a topic that I've been hearing more and more about, and so I was very excited to have him uh, agree to be a guest. So shall we? Yeah, I'm excited. I, I just never would have even been on my radar, so I can't wait to hear all about this. So Corbett Lunsford loves investigating invisible dynamics using high-tech techniques and tools. He's the co-host of the PBS series Home Diagnosis and the Building Performance Podcast. And he's the author of Home Performance Diagnostics, The Guide to Advanced Testing. And we're excited to have him here. Welcome, Corbett. Thanks so much for having me, guys. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes, thanks again for agreeing to take the time out of your very busy days. I know you're you're much in demand out there, but this is great. I know our members and our listeners are going to love hearing from you. So tell me, what is home performance? Sure. So essentially, home performance is all of the invisible stuff that happens inside of a house. And it could be a multifamily building. It could be a single family home. Uh, Every home, essentially every residential structure has this kind of set of physics and chemistry guidelines that govern how the inside works. And when we say works, we mean how it feels, smells, and sounds mostly. That's like an easy way to put it. But essentially, it's physics that we remember from high school. I loved physics. Well, I know. In chemistry, we hate remembering. (laughs) That was one class, I'll tell you straight up, that I felt (laughs) an idiot in every single day. I never got it. And now I get the stuff that's important. Of course, in high school, they teach you a bunch of stuff that's not important. Mm -hmm. And that's not helpful for making you feel smart. So essentially... uh, Building inspections, which we're all familiar with, Uh are about the static state. It's an inventory of stuff that is just there all the time. Okay. Performance dynamics have to do with all of the interactions in the um, dynamics of the house when it works. So when you you just inspect a house while nobody lives in it, that tells you one thing. And it's nice to know what the structure is made out of and what the finishes are and if it has asbestos and blah, blah, blah. That's all nice. But... You have no clue what it's going to feel like or smell like or sound like once a family moves in there and starts using it. When you turn on the air conditioner, what pressures in the house start happening that will sort of mess up the very nice way that the house was just sitting there uh, with nobody in it, right? Mm -hmm. So that 
photo that we take and that we put on the MLS is one thing, but the, how it works is a totally different thing. And you need testing to really be able to predict that. So why is that an important thing for remodelers to care about at all? Aha. Uh-huh. So uh, essentially, whether you're remodeling a newer home or a historic home, you will be dealing with and interfering with these dynamics. So if I was to, like, for example, replace windows or add insulation or um, change the size of the house or change the duct system or do a number of different things to the home, I will be having side effects happen within this physics and chemistry um, balance. And we call that tuning. I used to be a musician for a living, uh-huh. so I think a lot in terms of tuning and detuning. And it might have been that the house, for example, one of the episodes of our television show, Home Diagnosis, was at the oldest house in New York City, which is from 1650. We parked our tiny house, which I'm talking to you from right mm-hmm, now. Right. That's where we live. We parked that next to the original tiny house, which was this one room you know, house that housed like 11 people at a time for nine generations. Wow. And it was fine. It was very tuned um, for what they wanted it to do for hundreds of years. But then the city of New York had it as a park and they um, decided to put offices in there. So they put in air conditioning. They put in hot water because they wanted to have a caretaker who could live there. They started adding insulation in places. And that, of course, detuned even though those are all good things to do to a house that make it more comfortable, et cetera, et cetera. I see you're doing quote. You're doing air quotes there. Yes. (laughs) Yes, exactly. The air quotes are important. I'll I'll try to remember. (laughs) Uh, But essentially the house might've been going along fine. And then we start doing improvements to it, remodeling it. And it messes with the tuning of the house. And so now we have these side effects happening where we might have combustion safety issues happening. We might have pressure buildups or pressure vacuums happening in the house that are going to cause mold and mildew issues down the road. So Um, even though some of those things causing the mold are invisible, it can turn into a visible thing of mold and mildew. Exactly. And that's what it comes down to is that like, even if it's an invisible thing that has to do with, for example, radon, you can't smell it. You can't taste it. You can't tell when it's there. But the visible part is going to be when the family that has lived in there for 25 years all develop some respiratory issues or cancer. Right. Yeah. You were the last person that touched that house. Oh, wow. That speaks to something, right? So whether or not we're all legally liable doesn't matter, in my opinion. It's like, do we want to know that we're doing a good job and that you're not poisoning children? And that's really, uh, you know, if we want to make it really exciting at the beginning of this show. (laughs) Really? Ah, I'm afraid already. I know. Well, and that's the thing is that kids today, everybody kind of agrees that that kids today are something is different. We've got obesity. We've got ADHD. We've got autism spectrum. We've got allergies. We've got a whole bunch of stuff going on. And there are some people that think that it's vaccines, that that's the only thing that has changed in the last 50 years. Mm-hmm. When really, the inside of buildings where we spend 90% of our lives has changed drastically. Remodelers today are using different materials. Like, for example, I'll just say one that's going <laughs> to, I can make some enemies out of people right away, spray foam. Okay. Spray foam, it has stuff in it. And we can talk about that if you want to on this show. We cannot talk about it too. But uh, furniture, um, plastic. Furniture has flame retardants in it, for uh, example, famous spray foam does, um, because they have to, not because it's a smart thing that saves lives. Ask any fire chief whether flame retardants really help in furniture, and they'll probably give you the same answer. Um, plastics uh, in homes, 
um, like for example, house wraps now are more and more plasticky. We're finding ways to make life more convenient and more practical and more cost-effective by using new materials and new chemical compounds. And it's not necessarily helping the tuning because of course the home is a system. Right. So that's the kind of underlying principle of home performance is that everything matters. Everything interacts with everything else, just like a person's body. Corbett, well, isn't, you just touched on it. Isn't the fact that all these, there's new quality products out, high tech products that are on cutting edge and shouldn't that be fixing all these problems? Aha. So um, that's a great question. And I think that that's a pitfall that leads to a couple different things. One is if you're using something like just to harp on just the one easy product that everybody's familiar with, spray foam. If you are using spray foam, there's a couple things psychologically that happens. First is that you assume that it's going to do a great job. And the, the fallacy there is that the person who installs it is the only person who matters in this conversation about whether it's going to work or not, right? Because uh. they something like that is a very complicated spray foam happens to be the only thing that's manufactured inside of a home, right? So you take two things, you have to mix them together in the right proportion at the right temperature in the air, at the right humidity in the air on our surface. That's the right temperature, right humidity, et cetera. It's a chemistry experiment. Mm -hmm. If you have somebody who's very well trained, who's very professional, not a low bidder in that case. Mm -hmm. Um, And so people tend to think, oh, I'm using a higher quality product. It's going to do a great job. And people, the the workers tend to get a little bit sloppier. And I know that because I've seen it happen a lot in homes that are using things like ICFs or SIPs or spray foam. Um, The work gets a little bit sloppier because we expect the products to take up the slack. The other thing is just what I just said, that home is a system. Something like, for example, a classic home performance example is that the water heater which is atmospheric draft is what it's called, right? You've got a a tank that's like this, and then you've got gas uh, combustion in the bottom. And at the top, there's this black hood that you can stick your hand in. You don't want to stick your hand in there. It's really hot. But but, uh, (laughs) that separation means that it's called atmospheric draft. And that product, even though it's probably a great product and it works fine when it's in a lab when they test it, you install that in a house where you remodel the kitchen and you install a big six-burner Viking range in there. And of course, on top of that, you have to put a range hood. And this thing that you're going to put in there is sized appropriate to this. And you're going to put like a thousand CFM fan in there. And if the house is accidentally airtight because you don't know because you didn't test it with a blower door, then you potentially just made the water heater, which is in the basement, not even in the same part of the house, backdraft its carbon monoxide, its sulfur dioxide, it's all the different chemical compounds that are combustion byproducts now come into the house. Uh-huh. And you can end up like, for example, low-level carbon monoxide poisoning, which feels like the flu. It just makes you feel kind of gross and yucky. Yeah. It wouldn't go up. It wouldn't make your carbon monoxide alarm go off, for example, because it's at a low, a low level below 70 parts per million. Anyway, there's all kinds of interactions that we could discuss. I could talk about this for days straight. But that's those are some of the examples of the, the ways that product manufacturers do not and cannot test their product in tandem with the relationships it's going to have with all the other things in the house when they work under home performance dynamic situations. So does this happen with every remodeling project? Does every remodeling project affect the inner workings, the system of the home? Yes, is the short answer. Um, Not to be like the, the more reasonable answer is yes, it might not matter. Or you might be creating side effects that are positive. Like, Um, God, that, that'd be good. You've got a house that's really leaky and you were to um, accidentally air seal it fairly well, that might be a good thing. And, and if it doesn't introduce any of these combustion safety products uh, you know, that we're talking about or 
pressure problems, then great, you just did a good job. However, you didn't charge for that extra benefit, those extra side effects that you just gave that family. And they're going to feel it. And they're going to be like, whoa, that person did a great job. Hey, what did you do to my house? Like, you, oh, I don't, we, same thing we always do, which is not a great answer because you can't charge for that. You, <laughs> if you were able to do that kind of work, you should be charging twice as much mm-hmm. as the next guy in line because you are able to give people levels of comfort, of smell control, of moisture control, how the house feels, smells, and sounds that other people can't do. So that's, that's the problem with accidental is that everybody's dealing with these, everybody's interacting with them, but we just don't know how it works unless you test it. Do you know, is there one of those issues, the smell, the, the heat, cold, the airflow, the mold, was there one thing, the moisture, whatever, it's one thing more prevalent than others? Like, is there a place where remodelers should start to look? Yes, there is. And it's, um, so like the classic example in construction is, first of all, we, we go in and we start giving recommendations without having done a full inspection of the house. And of course, the home is a system. So everything in the house interacts with everything else. You, you, if you're working in the basement, you want to know what the attic looks like at least. Second thing is testing doesn't happen most of the time. And so you don't know what the invisible dynamics are right now. So you can't say, hey, there's some other things that are wrong that we might want to fix. And we could add those in since we're pulling permits, since we're going to be working in the house anyway. That's an upsell opportunity. And then the third thing is, you might be influencing them negatively at the end and you wouldn't know. And that, and, and then you're going to be a callback, 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 and you're never going to be able to solve it because you had no clue what the problem was to begin with. So um, if you are going to go into a house, the most important thing to do is to check out the air sealing. The air sealing layer is the, so there's basically two systems in every home and you can download a, uh, what we call the proof is possible booklet or the genius booklet from our website. So we can add that to our, to the notes, right, Mark? Sure. If you want to have it as a download straight from you guys' uh, yep. thing, I'm going to send that along too. But anyway, it's a, it's a 24 page little kind of magazine that we created to educate people about this. And essentially the two systems that we're always concerned with in performance dynamic land is the skin of the house and the circulatory system of the house. The skin is made out of the air sealing and insulation layers. And I always say it, by the way, in that order, because if I say air sealing or if I say insulation and you already are like, oh, insulation. Yeah, I know insulation. And you're not going to hear the next word that I say, which is air sealing, which no one has heard of in most of construction. (laughs) Um, So air sealing and insulation, insulation being the less important of the two, because air moves right through insulation. Most people don't realize that what you're really paying for is little air bubbles. And if you have air moving through the (laughs) the bubbles, don't stay there. So, so tell us then again, the air sealing, is that like the, the wrap and the cladding? Kind of. It's actually the most important two places are the top of the house and the bottom of the house. Since warm air rises and cool air sinks, if you check out the top and the bottom of the house, like for example, worst case scenario, you have the house that's over a vented crawl space. So you know we've got a real potential for opportunity uh, for improvement in the bottom of the house. And then the top plane would be an attic and you poke your head up in there, and number one, there's hardly any insulation. And when you brush aside the insulation and you look at the top plates of the interior wall, number one, you have huge holes driven into the, the top plates because we're putting you know, a cable that's that big around through a hole that's that big. And so we've got a lot of air leakage there. And then also the top plates themselves, if we've got a drywalled house, the drywall comes right up to the top plate, and there's a seam there. And because of this constant pressure, the drip, drip, drip of warm air up into the attic all winter long. If you were in that kind of a setting to add insulation, for example, you'd still have a ton of air leakage into the attic and you can actually grow mold 
in an attic because of something good you did by lowering the temperature of the, the backside of the roof because you added insulation. So even though you're going to get a tax break from the government for that, and it's all good thing, and everybody knows you need more insulation. And there's more air quotes there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. the story is always bigger than whatever product manufacturer or government uh, tax entity wants to tell you. Okay. So what sort of testing should remodelers do at a bare minimum? I mean, first, as you said, go look, but then what sure. else? So easiest couple of tests uh, are number one, and, and the number one is one that you might not have heard of. It's called a blower door test. The blower door test is the measure of air leakage in the house. And if you're going to do a blower door, there's a bunch of other stuff you can start doing. So it's kind of a gateway drug in, yeah, this, okay. uh, in this cult of home performance. So the blower door is like a $2,500 piece of equipment, and you, you really can't do serious testing without it. So that would be the first step. You can find absolutely find people in your area who can do blower testing because blower door testing is required in almost every state in the United States as part of new construction. So there are people in your neighborhood who can do this. If you're listening to my voice, you just go online, search blower door test, you can find someone. Second thing is you can get infrared cameras mm -hmm. and your clients can get infrared cameras for like as little as 200 bucks. And this is something that you can use to pinpoint like if somebody has a roof leak, taking it, an infrared camera in there would help you to identify exactly where it's wet on the ceiling. Instead of tearing apart the entire ceiling, you can tear apart one tiny piece of the ceiling. Nice. And it makes your job a lot easier. It makes your client a lot happier. Um, third thing is moisture uh, detection. So you've got like little moisture meters. They generally are going to be like 200 to 400 bucks. So minimal. Surface. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you could break the bank on this stuff if you wanted to, but I, I'm in favor of everybody testing something that is going to help them to do their job better, whatever it is. So if you're, you know, installing tile, you want to make sure that the underlayment that you're installing on isn't wet while you install it, because if you want to fix the leak, now is the time for that. Um, so little things like that, where you can just make your your work a little bit better, a little faster, avoid callbacks later that would have been totally easy to take care of in the planning or the demo stage instead of waiting until everything is done and then finding out, oops, you know, we, we missed something. Okay. So if you were going to be talking to a remodeler besides these testings, the, the blower door, the, the infrared camera, the moisture meter, what, and, and, and walking around and looking at all of the pieces of the system that they can see, what else is important? And, and is it, what else is important for them to know or for them to be telling clients or for them to be testing? Right. So I think that the important thing right now is for remodelers to stay ahead of their clients. And that is becoming increasingly difficult uh, on purpose because we have a television show on PBS oh. that's 60% <laughs> of the TV stations around the country. Um, it's called Home Diagnosis. You should have watched this, remodelers. Please watch it to make sure that you know what your clients might know before they call you. Um, for example, if you're going to do um, an addition or um, you know, remodel a kitchen and make it bigger, you're going to want to know that the conditioning capacity of your furnace or air conditioner is going to be able to handle the new space. For that, you're going to need to do something called uh, a manual J or a load calculation. You can also do something called an energy model, which does slightly different things. And we can get into that if you want to, but it's a little nerdy. Essentially, it's a computer model that takes all of the weaknesses in the enclosure, the skin of the house, mm -hmm. and then tells you how much heating and cooling you're going to need in order to make up for those weaknesses. And that's how you choose an air conditioner. And nowadays, 
because people are watching our show, they know that to do a manual J load calculation well, you must do a blow order test mm. because you can't know what the air leakage through the skin of the house is unless you do that test. You can't assume it. Um, and, and I'm telling you, you can't assume it because I've done hundreds of tests and I always have a guess of what it's going to be. And I am often surprised. <laughs> and this is like all I do is test houses. So I think that that's really important for people to understand is that normal people, your clients are learning about these testing techniques and they're looking for people who can prove their work with them. So when you walk in the door and you say, hey, you know, we, we really like to prove our work. Um, I'd like to do some more testing. And it, no matter what kind of market you're in, like, for example, I have a, one of the most recent videos that we have on our YouTube channel is a guy in Alaska, like up in the middle of nowhere, Alaska. Most people haven't even heard of. The town used to be called Barrow, but now it has a, a, um, a name that is a native name. I can't even pronounce it. <laughs> Anyway, they do home performance up there all the time and they're not rich and it's not a big city. Um, so whenever somebody's like, oh, well, I live in Louisiana, nobody's going to pay for that stuff. Absolutely not. Most people think about this stuff in terms of energy efficiency. That's what remodelers are going to think when it's like, oh, blow order test infrared, that's energy stuff. My clients don't care about it, energy. And you're right. They don't care about energy. What they do care about is control and knowing that they're making their family healthier and not more unhealthy, mm -hmm. making the home a more comfortable space, a quieter space. All that stuff is what the diagnostics are for. Saving energy is really not anything that I talk about on a regular basis. It seems to me, Corbett, that the, that's in addition to just doing better work and giving a healthy, safe environment for your clients, it's, it's a great marketing opportunity. You can really yes. differentiate yourself. 100%. The house that I'm talking to you now is called the Tiny Lab. Um, it's, it's 200 square feet. You can see that there's a dining loft up there. <laughs> we literally live in here. Um, I've got pack and there's a pack and play right here, which I set up for one of my daughters. The other one is right over there. For, for everyone just listening, it's a very tiny house. <laughs> and you can tour it online if you're listening and not able to see this. And if you are and you want to see more, we got over 60 videos on this thing on our YouTube channel, which is called Home Performance. If you just search Home Performance on YouTube, you can find it. But um, we essentially built this house. As my first house, I had to learn to use a nail gun to build this place. And we went to 25 states and told 7,000 people in 34 cities that this is the most scientifically superior house they'd ever seen in their lives. <laughs> and I've never built a house before. Nice. Wow. Uh, remodeling is for sure different than building, and I do understand that. But the principle is the same. If I can do this, anybody can do this. I used to play piano for ballerinas for a living, and now I do this. And the reason that I test my own is because that's the only way to know that I'm creating a space that's going to be comfortable enough for my wife, who is a Southern Belle debutante, like she has champagne taste. The house is not allowed to be uncomfortable. I don't want my wife having nosebleeds because the air in here is too dry. I don't want mold or mildew smells because the air is too wet. Um, I want it to be quiet because we're next to the world's busiest airport, the Atlanta uh, airport. And so this house that I'm building out here, of course, I'm going to test the heck out of it because I want to prove to myself first that I am a great builder mm -hmm. and that I did a good job for my family so that I can hand this house off to our grandkids and know for a fact that they're going to be safe and healthy in here. Um, and then once I'm sure of myself or even before I'm sure of myself, <laughs> I could start marking the fact that I do better work than anybody in town. Mm -hmm. And I do that anywhere I go. I can say like, you know, if you want to have a uh, competition, we could do that with the, the fact that I can tell you that this house is better than any house in 25 states in the country. And I would have said it in 50 if they had let us go to 50 states. But um, the fact is that nobody else has stats on what their house is doing. 
And if you want to know whether Americans love stats, just think about sports. Mm. We love sports. Sports is all about statistics. So if you give people statistics on their homes that they actually care about, not how much money they're saving on their energy bill, but something that's, you know, like, are you sure, how sure are you that you are not poisoning your children with the air quality? I am 100% sure. You know, and other people might be like, well, I, I haven't even thought about it before. Oh, my God. And, you know, that's a marketing tactic. But I feel like we shouldn't be afraid of using the marketing tactics that other industries are using um, to sell things like windows or attic fans or whatever it is. There's, there's like a certain amount of, um, you know, sex appeal and fear that makes a really good sales pitch. And I think that, that both of those things are an integral part of performance dynamics. Being a testing specialist, it's time for me to test your performance on the lightning round. What do you think okay. about it? Okay. And now, here's the Remodeler's Advantage lightning round. It's a trap. Let's put 60 seconds on the clock. Here we go. What's your favorite business book and why? Anything by Deming, because he... Uh, pretty single-handedly transformed the manufacturing industry uh, for quality control, which is what we are trying to do with the construction industry. If you weren't a testing specialist at the building performance workshop, what do you think you'd be doing? Well, I used to be a musician, and so now I do this. I would probably do something wildly different. Um, Not being an entrepreneur, maybe. (laughs) I might be an employee. That might be attractive. What are you not very good at? Um... Not very good at managing. I'm a terrible manager, uh, which is why I do not have employees. I do not contract. I'm not a remodeler. Um, just that's not my thing. Your room, your desk, or your car, which do you clean first? Uh, well, my room is my entire house, so I would say my room. <laughs> that would, be would you rather be a clown who distracts the bull or the co- cowboy who rides the bull? Clown. Do you sing in the shower? Um... I, I would like to, but no. I, I sing in real life. Mm, okay, great. <laughs> but I want to sing more. What did you sing last? Uh, good question. Well, we, we do little concerts for, because I used to be a, a musician as my profession, we do little concerts for our friends and stuff like that. So it was probably in somebody's living room or on somebody's patio. <laughs> That's great. So, hey, so thank you so much for taking the time. Again, this has been really uh interesting informative i'm gonna go watch all your shows and your youtube it's it's very cool stuff before you go before we let you go i'd like you to share with our listening audience your five words of wisdom and why they are such awesome so the five words would be the home is a system just say it to yourself every day Mm -hmm. okay good stuff yeah very good stuff because you know i don't think people think about it that way so i think that mantra is a really good thing for them corbett thank you so much We appreciate you being here. We'd love to have you come back again if you're game. Count me in. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks for being here. All right. Take care, guys. Bye. That was that was great stuff. You know, I wonder how many of our members are currently doing blower door tests and the other the the infrared, the moisture testing, all of that stuff. I'd be curious to know that as well. It's it's really amazing. It's just stuff that I never even thought about. You you think you're improving the house, not not adding problems to it you know it really did make me think about medical issues right you know you take certain kinds of medicines and you see it on tv you take this medicine to fix this but it causes all these other problems similar stuff going on in the system of the house and he was talking about the skeleton the skin the respiratory system of the house very similar to a human body 
Yeah, he's gonna. I'm gonna um, make sure he sends us over that uh, proof is possible booklet, and we'll put that in the show notes, which you can see at um, Power Tips Unscripted or PowerTipsPodcast.com. Both work, and we'll put links to his YouTube channel and and everything else he was talking about because um, I'm sure there's tons of good stuff for everybody to check out. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. Yeah, and I think that the smart remodelers out there are going to be taking advantage of what he had to say, and that's going to be f- at least for the short term. Maybe for the long term, it'll be a big differentiator for everybody. I think it's a great opportunity. So many remodelers don't have a unique selling proposition, and this could be one for for everyone out there. You know, right. It can't be for everybody, but yeah. um, I think yeah. it's just all about how you present it. I mean, if you do just say... What was what was he saying? Um, well, it wasn't about energy saving. It was about all the other aspects. Yes. Yeah, so it's a, it's about Comfort. how you tell the story yeah. of what you're you're providing that would would make a big difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fun. That was fun. I learned a lot. Cool. Well, we want to thank Corbett for being here, and we want to thank you as always for listening week in and week out. I am Mark Harari, and I'm Victoria Downing. Thank you for being here, and see you next time. This has been another episode of Power Tips Unscripted, the Remodeler's Guide to Business. Visit www.remodelersadvantage.com to learn more about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program. There you can also find information about our business consulting services, upcoming live events, and much more. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. It's a beautiful day.